Hello and welcome to the How to Stop podcast. It's been, if I had to guess, probably eight weeks. I haven't actually looked, but it's been a long time since I've recorded a new episode. Part of that is lack of time to prepare and another part of that is lack of time to record. I have an episode in the works called How to Stop Anger and I think that one's really important. So I don't want to shortchange you by making it a glazed over non-complete version of what I think it should be. So today we're going to talk about how to stop being single. Something that I am recently acquainted with. Approaching being single like a normal person, you would probably just be single and start dating and just sort of see how it goes and feel it out. I, on the other hand, took a different approach. I decided to read everything both on the internet and in books about how to date how to be in relationships, how to start relationships, and how to be, I hate to admit it, appealing to the opposite sex because frankly, I'm a little oblivious on that front. So I am going to gear this both towards men and women because it's kind of different for both. Not entirely different because there are a lot of similarities in what you require to be ready to date and to be appealing to those you are dating. And it's not put on makeup and get skinny. Those are of course important, not really, but they're not essential. So we're going to start here. There are three things that you need in order to be ready to date and successful in dating. The first is happiness. That's the hardest one, believe it or not. You actually have to be happy before you start dating because otherwise you won't be happy while you're dating. The second is productivity and the third is attraction. So we'll start with, I think, the hardest one. Happiness is the hardest one because It's something that every person on the planet is chasing, but no one ever seems to find completely. We assume it's just this euphoric feeling that we have all the time and all is well with the world when really, I believe it to be a feeling of contentment with who you are and what you're doing. When I became single, I can can say that I was not happy. (laughs) I wasn't happy with who I was and I wasn't happy with what I was doing. In reading this, I decided to get happy. And one of the greatest books I've read on marriage and relationships is called The Surrendered Housewife. It's an interesting book because it has kind of one of those titles where you feel like, I'm not gonna agree with anything that's in this book because it seems like subservience, right? But it's actually about finding joy in taking care of yourself And allowing for your partner, your spouse, to enjoy the fact that you're happy rather than relying on them to make you happy. You make yourself happy and then they find it easier to be with you and easier to make you happy. So there's less contention in the relationship. And that starts by just self-care and finding your value. And I just gained a lot out of this book. So if you haven't read it or you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's terrific. So happiness. If you're looking for happiness, that means you kind of have to drop your baggage. Everybody has baggage, especially dating after divorce. Everybody's got something that they're sort of clinging to, afraid of, based on how their relationship in the past ended. And not just that particular relationship, but relationships before that. So when you are trying to get happy, you have to look at that baggage. Look at the things that are holding you back from your happiness. What don't you feel good about? because all of that is changeable. Do you not feel good about your career? 
Do you not feel good about your appearance? Do you not feel good about the way you interact with people? Are you, in my case, I'm really reserved. I'm, if you've met me, I am loudmouthed and not shy, but I'm very, very private. So those who know me well are few. Those who know me generally are many. Um, so my problem was I have trouble getting close to people and I knew that would be a problem in my relationships. What's more, I was terrified that at my ancient age, which is actually not that old, that I wouldn't know what I was doing in the dating world. I wouldn't be attractive. I wouldn't be, I don't know what I didn't think I would be, but I didn't think it would go well. So I made a list of all the things about me that I just wasn't content with. And this is not meant to be a session of self-destruction. Like, I hate this about myself. I hate that. Take things that you feel are just holding you back from being okay with you because that's what matters and that's what this is all about. You have to be okay with you before another person can step into the picture and be happy with you as well. And I don't want you to misunderstand that you have to change to get someone to love you. You should be you the entire time. Who you are is a wonderful thing. I believe that everyone on the planet has something con to contribute, something positive, something unique. So don't think that you have to change who you are fundamentally unless who you are fundamentally is horrible. Then change that and stop being horrible. But make a little list of the things that you feel are holding you back from feeling really comfortable with who you are. You want to, first things first, approach any vices. You don't want to drag somebody into your own chaos. If you've got a lot of chaos in your world, you will either attract somebody who has similar chaos or somebody who seeks out chaos. And I can tell you right now, it's going to be a codependent relationship that will go nowhere but chaotic places. Change your attitude. Sometimes people in my position where you're divorced and you didn't really want it, you have a choice between being bitter and being better. And I felt myself starting to get a little, a little bitter, a little angry about the fact that I was now going to be single against my will. And then I thought, I'd rather be better because I had spoken to some divorced men and women and some of them were so angry and it had been years since they had gotten divorced. And I didn't want that for my life. I didn't want to spend years being angry. So I decided to be better instead of bitter. Um, so changing your attitude about relationships and about your past relationships, changing how you view those past relationships. You can view it as this person did this to me and I'm hurt or here's what I learned I don't want from my next relationship and here's what I know to look for. Things that are red flags are going to be more obvious because you've taken an honest and objective look at your past. Look for patterns. Look for things that you should have seen that, but you didn't. Instead of spending all that time being angry and blaming and frustrated and sad and remorseful, use it to learn from From that, drop your baggage. It's time to let go. And the thing is, all of these things take time. So you have to accept that it's not going to be immediate. It's not going to be some profound moment where everything clears up and now you're ready to date. It takes, it's a process and it takes time. So as you go through it, just try to make peace with everything that's happened before and let it go so that when you date 
the next person who could be your future spouse, they don't have to deal with all of that stuff. You can have a new relationship that is purely supportive and loving and respectful. Now the next one is productivity. Most people when they look at things that they're not completely satisfied as far as their life is concerned, they are talking about either their job or their hobbies. I know a lot of people when you've been married a long time or in a relationship for a long time, you build up these sort of habits of things that you do together and then when you're separated, you don't know what to do because you've had this partner. You don't know what to do because you've had this partner to do everything with. So create new hobbies. What interests you? What made you happy before you were married? What made you what makes you happy now? Do you want to take up rock climbing? Find interesting things to do and create your new habits and your new hobbies. And also when it comes to the work front, think of ways that you can be more productive at work, more helpful at work, advance yourself at work. Think of ways that you can make yourself proud because that's going to help you get to that point of contentment where you feel really good about your place in the world. I'm going to add a little extra category here and I would encourage you to do service. I can't tell you how much better I felt when I was grieving when I was able to help someone else. I thought I didn't have the strength to reach out and be of service to someone else. But I found that shortly after I started helping someone, my weight was lifted a little bit. I felt like I was, at the very least, more valuable than I was before. And it'll help you in the grieving process because you'll find your purpose again. You'll find your place. Okay, so the last category here is attraction. I'm not going to lie to you. If you don't take care of yourself and you're generally unattractive, it's going to be tougher to find your sort of dream person. And not because you have to adhere to some kind of societal standard of beauty, but because people aren't attracted to people who don't take care of themselves. You can be any shape, size, hair color, whatever, if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't respect your body, you're going to be less attractive. When I talk about attraction and being attractive, I'm not talking about looking like a supermodel. I'm talking about who you are being attractive to others. If I've learned anything from studying body language, it's that people can read you in an instant. Some better than others, but who you are is much more obvious to others than you think. So you can spot somebody who doesn't really value themselves pretty quickly. And if you're in the dating scene and you go to a bar, if you've ever had that thing where you've seen somebody and you're immediately pulled to them, you immediately found them attractive, it's probably because they were not only physically attractive, but confident in who they were. They felt good as as well as looking good. And sometimes looking good is feeling good. So what is it that you can improve? I think 90% of us women are immediately thinking, I need to lose weight. Maybe, but not because you need to be a certain size. Maybe you just need to improve your, your diet because you care about your body and you want only good things for it. Like, instead of eating donuts for breakfast, you could throw a little oatmeal in there. Maybe some scrambled eggs. Maybe go for a walk. Treat your body with respect and love so that the person you're with will do the same. They're gonna follow your lead. If you don't treat yourself respectfully, they won't either. And you will have a hard time finding somebody who will. 
One of the sexiest things for both genders is confidence. When somebody walks in the room like they own the place, you wonder who they are and how you can meet them. Confidence, there's something really attractive, really appealing about it. So when you have found yourself comfortable in your own skin, you've treated your body with respect, so you're really proud of the body that you have, you've embraced who you are, you have all of these positive attributes that will shine through. And the people that you want to attract will be attracted to you. If you've ever heard that when it rains, it pours, there was a really great 30 Rock episode about it. When you are in a relationship, you're more confident, you're happier, you exude sort of this this confidence and this pride. And so people are more attracted to you, but it's because you don't have to try very hard to get that. You have somebody constantly reinforcing that you're terrific, you know? So you have to reinforce that for yourself. So take care of yourself. Be more confident in what you do. Be more confident in general and just love yourself. And I promise you, you will attract people far more easily. And if you do all of these things while being yourself, really accepting and embracing who you are and being honest with who you are and true to yourself, the person who is right for you will find you because they will be attracted to you. They will see you as the kind of person they want to be with. And one thing I kept in mind when I was sort of gearing up for this whole dating thing is, would the person that I want to marry be willing to date me? Am I the kind of person that they would want? That's important because I wanted to have my standards high. I didn't want to get a divorce again. I wanted to have the kind of person that I could spend the rest of my life with. And I wanted them to have certain things about them that I I don't think I had in my last marriage. And I wanted to learn from that and have much higher standards than I had before. So I had to ask myself, okay, now once I've made this list of things that I want my future spouse to have, would that kind of person want me? And it sounds like a really self-deprecating sort of thing to say, but it's really not. You want to be able to offer something to someone as well. And if all you have to offer is a bad attitude and self-destructive behavior, you're going to find somebody with similar traits. But if you want sort of the dating unicorn who's smart, funny, successful, and really, really good looking, then you have to sort of match that. You have to be the best version of yourself to get the best version of your future spouse. So now I'm going to deviate a little bit and I'm going to talk gender specific. First, what do men want in a future wife? Well, men want two things and it's very, very simple. They want to be respected and they want to make you happy. If they feel like they are not going to get either of those things, they will bow out pretty quickly. You disrespect a man, it's like a sucker punch. They will back away and feel unsafe. What does that mean? That does not mean that you have to bow to their will. It means you don't belittle them in front of their friends, make jokes at their expense. You don't treat them like they are less than. You don't baby them. I see a lot of women do this and it will come back to bite you. They treat their men like they are somehow inept and it is incredibly damaging to their ego, but it's incredibly damaging to their hearts too. Men won't admit it, but they have lots of feelings and the fastest way to hurt their feelings is to disrespect them. 
And that's a hard concept for us women to understand because we are the ones constantly wanting respect, right? We want to be respected as women, treated like queens, treated like equals. But men are actually pretty sensitive on this front. If you make a man feel small and disregarded, it, it will hurt him in a very profound way. So men want to be respected. He, they want to be your equal, but they also want to be strong for you. They want to be seen as these strong, protective types so that they can feel of value to you. Now, I'm speaking generally. Some men aren't like this, but for the, for the most part, it, this is true. There are a multitude of studies on the topic. And they want to make you happy. If a man approaches a woman who is incredibly unhappy, she's mad about this, has a bad attitude, or she's just all around a mess, he's gonna, he's gonna avoid this altogether because he doesn't want a project and he's gonna feel like a failure if he can't make you happy. So if you're dating someone, you need to be happy to make it easier for them to make you happy. That's it. That's all men really need. Ask any guy you know. It's pretty much true. Yeah, they're probably going to say that they also want some hot chick, but most men, if not all, unless they're total scuzzy guys, will say that they want a woman who respects them and who lets them make them happy. All right, what do women want? Okay, I'm going to be honest. When I started thinking about this, I had no idea. And I'm a woman, which tells you exactly the answer. Women want a lot of things. There's a whole movie about it. It's called What Women Want, and it's actually not that helpful, but it's really cute. So women tend to want a confident man, a competent man, and a provider. That is not to say that we cannot provide for ourselves. We certainly can, but they want somebody who will protect and defend them. Women want to feel like they are safe and they can be vulnerable and protected by their partner. And they want confidence because, let's be honest, it's really sexy. I've already gone over that. So, men, if you're looking to attract a woman, confidence is key. Show her you have something to offer her and show her that you will treat her with respect, but you will not be a doormat. I cannot tell you how many guys have told me, oh, you know, nice guys finish last and we never do well and, and women just don't want us. No, they can tell you're a doormat and you'll do whatever women say and they don't find that attractive. There's nothing attractive about a guy who will never stand up for himself. So, men, if you're constantly finding yourself friend-zoned, this is probably your problem. If you like a girl and every time she calls, you're there at her beck and call, stop it. Have a life. She will not respect your time if you don't. If you constantly make everything about her, she will find somebody else and then he will probably be a jerk and then you'll have to hear about it when really you could have been dating her. So don't be a doormat. Have boundaries, have respect for yourself and demand it because you're not a nice guy if you let yourself do that. Um, one thing that I want to address as far as women are concerned that tends to be female specific is women tend to end up with jerks. And how often do I see this? So often that women are with these guys that are just dirtbags, jerks. I dated one myself. And when you're in the thick of it, 
you see it, but you're like, eh, I should be understanding, or he doesn't mean it, or whatever excuses we make because we're afraid to be alone. If you want to end up with that kind of person, keep on doing it. But in the end, you will wonder if you could have done better, if you could have had better, and if somebody would have treated you better. You call the shots in your relationship. If somebody doesn't treat you with respect, you can get rid of them. You have that right. You have that freedom. But if he consistently treats you with disrespect, that's who he is. He's showing you his true colors. Don't disregard them. Don't ignore them. And if your best guy friend who's been in love with you forever is telling you he's a jerk, he probably is a jerk. And also your best friend's probably not the worst person to consider as a dating option. So in the end, to avoid dating a jerk or as a man to avoid getting walked all over or mistreated, you have to find those three things. You have to find happiness. You have to be content with who you are. You have to be productive. Make yourself of value to yourself and to others. And last, make yourself attractive. Take care of yourself. Respect your body. Respect your time. Respect you so others will follow suit. And the most important thing if you want to find your perfect match is to be yourself. But be the best version of yourself. Strive to do better. Strive to be better. And I guarantee with that, you will get better. You will find better people who are drawn to you and drawn to this confidence and drawn to this peace that you bring to the situation. This could be your life. So you get to decide what kind of person you're going to end up with. Make that list. Make a list of things you need to change about you. Make a list of things that you need in the next person. And don't compromise. There are a lot of great people out there. And they're looking for a partner just like you are. And they are hopeless because they think that there's no one out there. And there are plenty of decent people out there looking for a partner. So this sums up basically several months of intense reading, some of which I did while I was completely neglecting my podcast. I hope this was helpful to you. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email me, howtostoppodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to rate the podcast. I'd love feedback and have a great week and hopefully I will see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.